I think there's a predator class out there um, that believes that they are better than the rest of humanity. They are fit to rule through social Darwinism. A lot of them are transhumanists that are now looking for the technological, biological tools to live forever. They need to control and depopulate the populace by promising them some type of utopia and trickling out technology to try to fool them into essentially uploading their consciousness or euthanizing themselves. Uh, in this new metaverse, uh, Great Reset 15-minute society. Hey friends, God bless you all. Thanks so much for coming back. It's Sean from SGT Report. That of course was researcher, filmmaker, and alt-media news guru, Jason Burmis. And speaking of the predator class, Puppet Joe just gave a January 6th anniversary speech today in which he, while of course visibly angry and shouting like a maniac, called Donald J. Trump a threat to democracy and freedom. The projection from these demon rats and traitors never ends. And in fact, we feature that clip from Puppet Joe in this interview. Friends, we have a lot to cover today. Thanks for being here. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. If you're trying to navigate market turbulence, why not set your course to Noble Gold Investments? With global uncertainty looming, your savings and retirement plan is under siege. But there's one asset that has stood the test of time, and that's gold. Unlock peace of mind that comes with owning gold, the ultimate safe haven. And if precious metals are new to you, Noble Gold Investments will hold your hand through the entire process. They have a team of experts who will guide you every step of the way. Thousands of investors have sheltered their retirement savings with Noble Gold Investments. Now, always do your own due diligence, and there's no investment guarantee of any type with any investment. But with gold at an all-time high and looking to climb much further, this may be the perfect time. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA and secure your future with a free three-ounce silver American virtue coin. Act now before it's too late. Call 877-646-5347 and claim your free gold coin before it's gone. Or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com right now. It's the gold company I trust. The link is below. Hey, friends, welcome back. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGTReport.com. And of course, you can find SGT Report on BitChute, Rumble, Locals, Gab. We're even over on CloudHub, run by my friend and attorney, the new CEO there, Todd Callender. Thanks for finding us however you have, friend, even if it was at the top of SGTReport.com where we sticky our latest interviews. I'm so glad to have back on the line Jason Burmis. He does a show called Making Sense of the Madness, 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. And you can find it at ampnews.us. You'll also find him on Twitter at Jason Burmis. Jason, welcome back. How are you, sir? Very good, man. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming back. I know you've been very busy. You've been on AJ's show at least a couple days in a row. You're on my friend, quite frankly, Frank's show last night. I know you're going on Mel K. You're in demand because you've got a real good handle on the Epstein files. And we're going to talk about that. But where I want to start first today, Jason, is with Operation Gladio. Let me just do a screen share and let's remind the people what Operation Gladio was, because it's so important that we talk about these potential acts of false flag terror in order to stop them. And I think the alternative news media across the planet now has that power. Now, Operation Gladio guys were these stay behind clandestine networks that were run by the CIA and essentially NATO. 
and they were pulling off false flag acts of violent terror in murdering people in Europe as a means to their own ends. Why do I share that with you? Well, it's really important that we get the word out. Greg Reese has just released a report. I don't even think Jason has seen it yet. NATO plans false flag attack in the Black Sea to launch World War III. I just want to play a bit of this clip, and then I want to do a flashback to a clip from one of these demon viper warmongers from 2012, because you got to know how these people think. They think like evil warmongers. Listen to this. Professor Stephen Starr, associate of the Nuclear Age Peace Foundation, was recently on Russia's Solyevev Live, where he discussed a plan being suggested by NATO forces in Germany that stinks of plans for a false flag operation to usher in World War III. They have suggested a scenario wherein Russia sinks an American cruiser in the Black Sea, followed by the United States attacking Russian ships with nuclear warheads, which would then be followed by a Russian nuclear strike against NATO headquarters and a major U.S. nuclear attack on all of Russia. They suggested more than 3,000 strikes within one hour and the destruction of all major cities in Europe and the United States. Professor Starr said this would result in 150 million tons of smoke and soot that would block out 70% of the sunlight in the Northern Hemisphere and last about 10 years. It's important to note that it's been NATO forces alone who have been provoking war with Russia for decades surrounding their border with missile systems and bioweapons labs, and overthrowing Ukraine with CIA color revolutions. The facts show that Russia has been given no choice but to defend themselves against deceptive Western aggression. The anti-human globalist forces that hold a firm grip on America are clearly trying to destroy it from within. I'm going to pause it right there. I don't want to steal Jason's thunder, but I really need to play now a clip from 2012. But before I do, Jason, you're an expert on false flag terror. You've made movies about 9-11. So let's just flashback. Gulf of Tonkin, a false flag to get us into the Vietnam War. 9-11, a false flag to get us into wars in Afghanistan, Iraq. And we're still in these wars for the most part. The Las Vegas shooting, bioweapons masquerading as vaccines, the Nord Stream pipeline implosion. OK, we all know who's behind this stuff, Jason. And what if they pull off something like Greg Reese just described? We need to get the word out to stop it. Well, let me say this, um, you know, 93 World Trade Center bombing. It was the uh, bomber who was an FBI asset recruited by them, Ahmad Salam, who was directed to build the bomb with the DEA and uh, the FBI. They absolutely knew what was going on there. Uh, you go to 1995, uh, I believe it was in Oklahoma City bombing and uh guess what the atf was tipped off that day told not to go to work they were running drills um they found explosives inside the building so that is a another example and it's funny you bring this up and you uh play the infowars clip because alex has been gracious enough uh to allow me to report on epstein throughout the week and uh in the final segment i did uh just today uh we actually he actually asked me he said where what's the thirty thousand foot view what do you think is going to happen right now and i have been warning people that i'm not sure we're even going to get to a 2024 election uh, depending on what goes on in this country. And for some time now in the run up to this election cycle, I even talked about this on the uh, Tim Pool program. I said, if there is a nuclear bomb or weapon or dirty bomb of that caliber that goes off anywhere in the Western world and really probably anywhere in the world, but I would assume 
uh, that there would probably be a European or U.S. target uh, or maybe Canadian. Um, the whole globe changes. Martial law is extremely easy to implement. Uh, the fear mongering will be on another level. And then the dominoes that fall via supply chains, panic, and other contrived incidences um, will be ones that I don't know that human history has ever seen. And one of the things that I'm really concerned about this is that if you do go back to World War I and World War II, the type of global conflicts that are now taking place and escalating are the ones that actually led to those global conflicts. And this third one is going to be much different than the first two. Well, thanks for that, because uh, there's so many false flags, pretty much our, our whole history, the official history of our country is couched with false flags, but the normal people, the average Joe has no idea. And now people are waking up to what a false flag act of terror is. And we recognize these things usually right away when they happen, even on the day of Internet sleuths, anons, suss this stuff out real quickly and figure out that it's all being covered up by the mainstream horror media and the FBI, as you noted, with the 1993 World Trade Center bombing. I'd forgotten about Oklahoma City in my little diatribe here when I mentioned false flag terror. How about Ruby Ridge? The list goes on and on and on. And let me show folks this. This is really important. So you all understand how these demon creatures think. Consider what we're up against right now, okay, with another false flag act of terror, in my opinion, at least in part, October 7th in Israel. Now everybody's foaming at the mouth to level Gaza and go to war with Iran. Well, this is not a new thing, guys. They've been fomenting war with Iran since way before 2012. This clip is from 2012, and it's Patrick Clausen from the Washington Institute for Near East Policy. He literally said these words out loud publicly. I frankly think that Crisis initiation is really tough. And it's very hard for me to see how the United States uh, president can get us to war with Iran. Um, which leads me to conclude that if, in fact, compromise is not coming, that the traditional way of Amer America gets to war is what would be best for U.S. interests. Uh, some people might think that Mr. Roosevelt wanted to get us into World War II, as David mentioned. You may recall we had to wait for Pearl Harbor. Some people might think Mr. Wilson wanted to get us into World War I. You may recall he had to wait for the Lusitania episode. Some people might think that Mr. Johnson wanted to send troops to Vietnam. You may recall he had to wait for the Gulf of Tonkin episode. Uh, we didn't go to war with Spain until the USS, uh, until the Maine exploded. And may I point out that Mr. Lincoln did not feel he could call out the Federal Army until Fort Sumter was attacked which is why he ordered the commander at Fort Sumter to do exactly that thing, which the South Carolinians had said would cause an attack. So if, in fact, the Iranians aren't going to compromise, it would be best if somebody else started the war. You believe this, you guys? Listen up, one more. Well, but I would just like to suggest that uh, one can combine other means of pressure with sanctions. Uh, I mentioned that explosion uh, on August 17th. Uh, we could step up the pressure. I mean, look, people, Iranian submarines periodically go down. Someday one of them might not come up. Who would know why? Get it? He's inviting an act of false flag terror to spark a war with Iran. Jason, these people are sick. They're devoid of souls. They hate humanity. All they care about is money and power. And I don't know what else to conclude. What conclusion do you draw? No, these are uh, very sociopathic and psychopathic individuals. And even, uh, you know, Joe Dementia over there uh, before 
the Nord Stream pipeline bombing. He alluded to the same thing and said that it would not be allowed to continue. And then we know the story there. You actually mentioned that uh, event. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand that when you're talking about something like um, World War II, for instance, again, a lot of moving parts, but that final moving part is Pearl Harbor. And it does seem that that was allowed to occur and that the codes were broken and certain individuals did want that to happen so we could enter that war. That's egregious enough. But when you look at something like 9-11 and the war of terror, well, that was made to happen. And really, that was made to happen by the extension of what had really occurred after World War II. So that's an international intelligence operation. You know, you mentioned Gladio. Well, there's some of that synergy that you talk about in the realm of false flag networks that were left behind and weren't just one nation state and under what? An international alliance. And when you talk about MI6 and the CIA in particular, you know, when you get into the 70s, etc., you get into a place in which, <clears throat> excuse me, they're using the Mujahideen, they're using the Pakistani ISI, and they're beginning to what? Ally with the bin Laden network. And then you, you can get into that bin Laden network and 2001, and the fact that you have funding from Saudi Arabia, 17 of the 19 hijackers come from a consulate in Saudi Arabia that many have said is CIA run, including um, Michael, uh, Michael Springman. He's in my film, Fabled Enemies. But then you also have Pakistani funding on the inside, the ISI. Of them, you have bin Laden himself being allied with the ISI, being protected by Pakistani military on the eve of the attacks in a hospital. OK, then on the ground, you have this Israeli network, um, you have the vans, you have the explosives, you have the unit that was actually filming the attacks as they occurred. Uh, and then in the United States, you have the continuity of government crew. Right. And remember, all of these are that type of sy synergy that comes out of, I believe, again, World War II and the fact that we moved away from a constitutional republic and we moved into born classified and black sites and more and more because of this and these levels of classification, these three-letter agencies like the Central Intelligence Agency, like the NSA and beyond, now we're, we're stuck with it because they've allied with something outside of what we once ran on, a uh, government for and by the people that had three branches and was accountable. And and believe me, when we get to Epstein, that's very much a part of this network. 100%. And it's an international honeypot, right? So we'll turn our attention to that pretty much right away. I just want to say one last thing. So NATO's Operation Gladio, false flags. This has been going on for decades. And now Greg Reese is reporting that NATO plans a false flag in the Black Sea to launch World War III. Do y'all listening want to go to World War III? Do you want to lose everything you have? If not, speak out and broadcast. Post this far and wide and get the word out so we can stop yet another act of senseless violence and a false flag that could bring the world to the brink of total destruction. All right. I want to turn our attention to Jeff Epstein, of course, in the Epstein files. Of course, we're waiting for the photos and videos. It's one thing to have a client list and hear names like Prince Andrew, Thomas Pritzker, the Hyatt Hotels, billionaire Bill Clinton, etc. Many of these names we already knew. It's a whole nother thing to get the photos and videos that prove 
the dastardly things these people were involved with to get blackmailed. And all of it explains very well why Biden and his ilk have allowed for 85,000 kids to vanish into the sex and or slave trade. Kids who came over the border, they're gone. But guys, Epstein is just the tip of the iceberg. Listen to this brief clip from Jesse Waters over at Fox News about a D.C. Epstein-like honeypot with D.C. elites finding themselves trapped in foreign honeypots through brothels and prostitutes. After six high-end brothels were shut down by the feds in Boston and the D.C. suburbs, the brothels' clients included politicians, military officers, government and national security contractors, pharma executives. The list goes on and on. And the clients would get texts with the offerings, like, you know, you could have sex for just $840 with the choice of woman. Intelligence experts tell the Daily Mail that they believe these brothels were a front by a foreign nation to trap U.S. officials and potentially blackmail them. So far, three South Korean U.S. nationals have been charged. Intel officials say a South Korean spy agency could be behind this, but no one really knows. Okay. A South Korean spy agency, or more likely a Chinese one, or the Mossad, or the CIA, or a combination of all. Give me a break, Jason. Epstein's just the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? He really is just the tip of the iceberg. But why I think that he's important is, as you just said, we're, we're getting behind this, or getting beyond this list idea, right? And, and I'm glad that we're there. Because, you know, as I've elaborated on now for years, in the raid of New York, we had pictures of what? The hard drives, uh, the binders that were blacked out that had photographs in them. Uh, these hard drives have already been taken into evidence. Next to them, you can see some VHS tapes as well. We know about the safe. We know about the passport, uh, the passport in which he had a Saudi Arabian address and a false name. You know, that reeks of intelligence work. Uh, AV shoots, photos, burned DVDs. Right there, what we've seen is a plethora of information that all we saw was surface level and all was used as surface level in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. These documents are further precluding that the media, in fact, knew about Epstein all the way back in 2003. But again, Vicki Ward had talked about that. The breaking news there is it's claimed that Bill Clinton himself went into Vanity Fair and demanded that part of the story be retracted. Of course, uh, Vanity Fair and the Clintons have denied this. But when you look at that Clinton relationship, you know, I was just going over uh, this over on Jones. They often talk about the island or the Lolita Express. Now, we know he was on the plane. Um, there's confirmation in these documents that it appears he was on the island as well. But again, mainstream media, mainstream articles that have been out there for some time. The real deal is the Mexico ranch, uh, Bill Richardson, et cetera, have been discussed a lot. But Bill and Hillary basically had cabins there and uh, they were off the main property, but they had like a little uh, cowboy village that was built pretty much for them because they were such frequent guests at the ranch. So uh, another reason that the ranch may be important other than never being investigated uh, is the fact that the age of consent in Arizona at the time was 16 years old. Uh, so a lot of the crimes that may have been committed there were never looked into at all. And then when you dig down further, you find out that this is where he wanted to have his baby making ranch and impregnate up to 20 women at a time. I know it sounds like science fiction. It couldn't be real. Again, mainstream media 
And then when we talk about Epstein himself, Megyn Kelly is out there spouting off that you may be hearing directly from Epstein soon, and she can't elaborate. Well, I'll elaborate for you because it's pretty obvious where that's coming from. Steve Bannon is sitting on 15 to 18 hours of interview tapes with Epstein prior to his arrest. And he did put out that trailer for the monsters in which he actually says to him, uh, you own an island. Epstein corrects him, says two islands. And then Bannon goes, islands of Dr. Moreau, implicating chimeric genetic manipulation. And Epstein so says that is correct. So it should be pretty interesting to see what happens after, because this dump's not over, by the way. Um, I, I believe it's Jane Doe 103 or 107 that still doesn't want her name out there and is fighting an appeals court. That goes until the 22nd of January. But I would encourage people, if they want the raw documents, and I know that this is pre-recorded, but just to show people how up-to-date this is, uh, at 2.55 p.m. Eastern Time, January 5th, uh, they have updated with new documents that are not as redacted. And look at that. I hit enter, uh, 3.23 p.m. So this is a continual dump. And I would just encourage all the uh, true info warriors out there to get the source documents and start digging. Uh, don't fall for the, the, the bull snap out there, the fake screen grabs, talking about Jimmy Kimmel. They're not real. Uh, there's plenty of real stuff here. Uh, and there was plenty of real stuff prior to this that the media is acting like is new. Uh, for instance, one of the uh, revelations that they're saying has come out of these documents was out there five years ago. And this is the very disturbing, disgusting revelation that a 15-year-old girl um, was basically asked to have sex uh, with, I believe it was the Dubins, Glenn Dubin and his wife. His wife was an ex-girlfriend of Epstein. She refused. She then woke up not on the island, but in New York. Let me repeat that. From the island to New York, in which her passport was gone, her phone was gone, and she did not know what had happened to her. Well, again, in that article in these documents, it's alleged uh, that Sarah Kalin, one of the Epstein associates and really minions of Ghislaine Maxwell, was the one that took that passport and that phone. So people want names. They want lists, right? Well, I'm going to show you uh, some names right now and some faces that are associates that were probably protected in that initial sweetheart deal. They include Leslie Groff. They include Sarah Kalin. Nadia Marcinkova, okay? And, and by the way, the last person that had uh, visited Epstein was actually a, a dentist and his girlfriend at the time because he had had dental chairs put into the New Mexico estate and it's uh, alleged in these documents uh, into the Caribbean as well. But this woman as well, she's the last person allegedly that was able to visit Epstein in prison and really the only person on that list. Um, so, what the media is telling you new is new is mostly old. And when it comes to Marcinkova, um, she was allegedly purchased. Again, they're now talking about this again because these documents are coming out once more. But purchased as a 15-year-old girl from her parents. Um, she's later changed her name. But again, these people have uh, never been prosecuted and may be free from prosecution from that initial deal. But let's say you want a list. I would encourage people sorry about that, to uh, check out New York Mag's uh, list from 2019, which went through what? 
his entire black book. But then later on last year, uh, they actually got his personal Rolodex and expanded on that list to include uh, big tech names like Sergey Brin right there of Google. Uh, Peter Thiel would be another one. Obviously, Bill Gates on that list. Uh, but on top of that, William Burns, the CIA director, supposed to have meetings with him all the way in 2014 after he was a convicted pedophile. Um, so I I'm very happy that we're getting more information. I'm also very happy that the mainstream media is now uh, starting to go beyond the list and wants to know where the photographs and the tapes are and the other convictions. Um, but we really need to get accountability and we need to show that this is a network that's been around for some time. And when we talk about Prince Andrew, for instance, you know, Prince Andrew's real role is that he's an arms dealer. In fact, that that's not debatable. And Epstein just happened to hang out, hang around a lot of arms dealers. When Vicky Ward talked about him being intelligence, she talked about his relationship to Adnan Khashoggi, notorious arms dealer involved in Iran-Contra. Uh, Prince Andrew, $1.3 million gifts from Gaddafi's son and gun runner. So he's facilitating these arms deals. Um, and then they admit, just let me just read this section, arms and weapons were a particular area of interest for the prince. Wherever he went, arms deals would seem to follow. In 2009-10, he made a series of trips to Yemen, which were immediately followed by arms sales. <laughs> In 2010, he attended the Farnborough International Arms Fair, a major showcase for the UK arms industry. While there, he met with senior representatives from Jordan, Malaysian, and Indian Defense Ministry. So when you're talking about arms deals in the billions, people want to know how Epstein was able to make his money. Well, he's getting a cut of those relationships uh, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, they've been named. That's why they were so eager to recently pay out to these women in these lawsuits. People barely heard about those cases. Uh, but that's what's really going on. You're talking about an international trade of drugs, women, arms, and the compromising of Hollyweird, politicians, and the media among other po powerful individuals in academia. That's the Harvard and MIT co connection, the Stephen Hawking's of the world, the Marvin Minsky's, the Noam Chomsky's, etc. Uh, this is how the world actually works. And these are individuals that have been elevated on purpose because they are clearly compromised and clearly corrupt. Hey friends, apologies for the quick break and a word from our sponsor. Have you ever known a time when everything has been in this much chaos? The markets are all over the place and nobody's quite sure what to do. What are you doing to make sure your money is safe? Precious metals, gold and silver, have seen us through wars, depressions, and natural disasters for thousands of years. Now, always do your own diligence as there is no guarantee in any investment of any kind, but gold and silver might just be the answer right now. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today and claim your free three ounce silver American virtue coin. Yes, free. Call 877-646-5347 right now and safeguard your financial future against market volatility. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. The link is below. And these are individuals that have been elevated on purpose because they are clearly compromised and clearly corrupt. I love what you just said. This is how the world really works. Yes, we are operated. The world is run by bloodthirsty, lying, warmongers and pedophiles. 
I mean, that's just the truth. And the good news is the world is waking up, whereas 20 years ago, maybe we all sort of knew something was wrong, even when the national debt was only seven, eight trillion dollars. We knew something wasn't right. But now the borders are wide open. Eighty five thousand immigrant children have vanished into the human sex and or slave trade. And the Epstein files proved to us and in the clip I just played, D.C. elites caught in foreign honeypot with brothels and prostitution. So Liz Churchill, my buddy over there on uh, Twitter, I've had her on the show. She posits this. How the heck did America get to a place where they're arresting patriotic citizens SWAT style for protesting an election that was clearly stolen by the politicians that rape children on Epstein's Island. Just let's watch this 30 second clip and just watch how they treat this potential January 6th suspect in New Jersey. And then compare and contrast that to all the pedophiles in charge of our government in Washington, D.C. We're really patrolling the whole property, looking for the suspect, yet to find that uh, suspect. And again, the FBI is asking that if you know anything about the location of Gregory Yetman, please call the FBI field office in Newark at 973-792-3000. Yeah, maybe call that number and ask them why they went after this Jan 6th suspect and not the actual people trafficking children. I mean, I've just had quite enough, Jason, but the good news is people are waking up and the only way to fix a problem is to understand you have one. The only way to identify the cancer and remove it is to go to the doctor and have them tell you where the heck the cancer is and hopefully it can be removed. At least now we know where the cancer is and the cancer lies in Washington, D.C., in the think tanks and many of the politicians, most I might say, who are bloodthirsty, lying warmongers and pedophiles, Jason. Well, I I think in order to really change it, um, you know, this, this is one of the reasons I really like Ramaswamy. Uh, I think he's far from perfect. I think he's extremely intelligent. I'm sure he comes with his own uh, area of problems. Uh, I recently got to ask him a question at a town hall regarding transhumanism, uh, and he was very slick with his answer. I mean, he comes from that biotech background, but the reason I bring him up is because I think that he has a, a really great novel idea on day one we're going to fire half of the bureaucracy. We're just going to take them by the social security number and we're done. And we're going to get rid of all these agencies and they do need to be gotten rid of. They need to be not just reformed, but really rebuilt from the ground up in that uh, judicial executive and legislative loop that has true accountability because we don't have that anymore. I think we're going to need real prosecutions. And one of the other ideas that I heard recently. I had Stephen Friend on my show. Uh, He is one of the special agents that has blown the whistle on January 6th and how the DOJ is treating people like that. He also uh, was one of the people that conducted the raid on uh, the Michigan uh, Whitmer kidnapping plot. That was one of the last things he did uh, for the agency before leaving it. And he's had his eyes... um, wide opened now. And he says, you know, what we really need to also do is take away all the weapons from every single one of these agencies. And I'm like, man, that is so brilliant. You know, from the IRS to the FBI and the CIA, they're not allowed to be federally armed. And that's if you keep them. And instead, they can run their investigations. You know, they're doing their investigations for sure. But then when it comes to the law enforcement part, they have to come in locally and they have to work with the county sheriff. And that's exactly what should happen because the sheriff is that line of defense, that elected official that is truly beholden uh, to the people and the constitutional republic that we once were. So I think it's going to take 
big ideas. I think it's going to take big pushback. I, I think that this year, you know, you talked about the possibility of a false flag in 2024. Uh, I also think even if that doesn't happen, they're going to put Donald Trump in prison and that irrevocably changes the country and everything around it. And I don't think people are really prepared for that. Stephen Friend also uh, agreed with me on that. Um, we, we don't really know what happens when that happens. Uh, that's never even been a thing. Uh, obviously, these criminal prosecutions, as invalid as they are, it seems like they're going to get at least one win, whether that comes before or after 2024 and whether we have that election is really up in the air. Uh, I discussed over a year ago that they were going to try to take Trump off the ballot in the primaries, and here we are. And, and we've not only seen those attempts, uh, but at least moment uh, momentary successes. So listen, man, I think that this is... This is a turning point for humanity. I like I, I like Vivek's attitude uh, in the fact that this is maybe our real 1776 moment. And this is when enough people said enough is enough and we can return back to some of the basics and fight this stuff. But on the other end of the spectrum, uh, the wrong type of event or disaster, and I think it all crumbles and it crumbles towards, unfortunately, this repackaged great reset new world order agenda you know i think you're spot on for the most part and uh we could maybe agree to disagree about vivek i like the things he's saying i just don't know that i trust him but at this point i don't trust any politicians and that's just the sad nature of sort of my cognitive dissonance right now i just don't know that we have a republic anymore and uh it's not necessarily any of the people you described it's not necessarily their fault because what i'm showing you right now is the fact that the demon rats well, they're moving to now bar not just Trump from the ballots, but other Republicans from ballots nationwide. So let me just ask you this. In 2020, there was a coup, but they tell us it was the freest, fairest election in American history. So don't question it or you might go to prison. So as we enjoy our new banana republic where and let me show you this tweet, because I think it's spot on once again, this time from Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let me read this and then I'll ask the question. So the FBI raided Epstein's island in 2019 and confiscated videotapes and evidence of child rape and human trafficking. If the FBI was legit, the child rapists would be in jail. But instead, they hide the evidence and protect the rich and powerful elites in order to keep them under control. And I would say in power. So the FBI covered for Hillary Clinton's litany of crimes. The FBI covered for Anthony Weiner and his laptop. We've never seen any of the video from that. They cover for Joe and Hunter Biden's crimes. And meanwhile, the FBI frames Donald Trump. So is it not true that we now live in a banana republic that is the result of the 2020 coup? And if that's the case, where are the white knights? How do we turn this thing around? How do we unwrap this and save our nation? It's a great question on how to unwrap it. Uh, I think that the outward banana republic was not only the election being stolen and the outward censorship. Uh, obviously, the COVID-1984 nightmare was able to blur those lines. But as soon as D.C. was militarized and we had fence and barbed wire around our capital, that that was it. Right. I mean, I mean, there's nothing more. There's nothing that says third world dictatorship banana republic than that. And as far as the voting system goes, uh, look, uh, from the ground up again, we got to get rid of every single voting machine. No more proprietary software, paper ballots again. Uh, you know, we can get into the argument of the uh, punch system and the hanging chads a thousand times better 
than uh, proprietary software, digital secrets, lawsuits from the companies that don't even have to provide a true audit of elections, the turning around of lawfare on individuals that were simply going through the same type of campaign style challenges that we saw in 2000 via Bush versus Gore now being uh, arrested, charged with crimes and being forced again through that lawfare to plead guilty to lesser crimes. Uh, the fact that one of these criminal charges against Trump is in line with the Espionage Act. I mean, we're we're a fallen country. And I, and I want to remind people, Trump wasn't perfect. Uh, he, he really screwed the pooch on Operation Warp Speed, but where he really started to go the wrong way was when he didn't stand up to the big tech companies that were openly engaging in censorship in association with not only the FBI, but other agencies. And what happened to him? Eventually, he was totally and completely censored, of which I don't think that he's really made a comeback. He just has that big of a following. You don't see him on Facebook. You don't see him on Instagram. You, you barely see him on Twitter. You know, there was a time where he ruled all those and YouTube with live broadcasts. I mean, he's still doing town halls. He's still doing meetings. Uh, right side broadcasting is there. There's more echo chambers, but he's still not in that main line. So these people still think they can set the narrative. Uh, we got a long way to go. Like I said, I, I think 2024 is probably one of the most pivotal moments, not only in this country's history, but humanity's history in general. And we'll see where we come out on the other side about a year from now. So if I heard you right, your prediction is that they will, because they probably can't get him off the ballot, but let's just say they do. I mean, this whole thing is turning into such an absolute banana republic shit show that it's just, it defies my ability to understand how we've gotten here so quickly. And I know how we got here. I just didn't think we could get here this quickly. I can't believe how evil these demon rats and rhinos are. Do they not have a self-interest in the maintenance of their own family's lineage in their progeny, the safety and security of their own progeny as they sell us out to the Marxist cultural revolution in China and God knows who else they're selling us out to? Do they just not care, Jason? I don't get it. Where's their sense of self-preservation and common sense? Well, I think a lot of them are just social climbers. So the ones that do have families, a lot of these people don't have families at this point. I'd point to like the Peter Thiels and the Alex Carps of the world, uh, Palantir, et cetera. Uh, I'd um, agree. When you don't have children of your own, then you can be, look at, well, Bill Gates has kids. He's just, a. do you know his dad was the head of Planned Parenthood and both his parents were in the Fabian Society? So they already believed in depopulation. So that's how he was reared as a child. He was completely brainwashed. And then we've got this automaton this robot called Bill Gates running around the world saying we need to depopulate. So vaccines will help to that end. I mean, these people are just insane. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, no, I think that you're right. I mean, you do look at somebody like uh, Bill Gates and he does have children. You say, how could you go along with that? Well, look at like somebody like Ted Turner. He has a giant family and he was the U.S.'s largest landowner and biggest proponent of population control and climate change before uh, <coughs> Bill Gates was the next anointed billionaire. Remember there was a time where more people were talking about Ted Turner and CNN and Time Warner than they were even talking about Bill Gates other than Microsoft. So I would say this again, I think there's a predator class out there um, that believes that they are better than the rest of humanity. They're fit to rule through social Darwinism. A lot of them are transhumanists that are now looking for the technological, biological tools to live forever. At the same time, 
They need to control and depopulate the populace by promising them some type of utopia and trickling out technology to try to fool them into essentially uploading their consciousness or euthanizing themselves uh, in this new metaverse, uh, great reset, 15-minute society. And in order to do that, you can't have individual rights. You can't have the type of human rights we've had in the past. Instead, it has to be collectivism. It has to be about the earth and the Gaia religion. And, and listen, man, when you really do break it down and you go back to a lot of these religions, that's what it was about. And they use that as a front um, for their own goals, their own ends, their own means. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of them really do believe this is the time that they can take advantage of the fountain of youth or the tree of life or immortality as a God in their eyes. They think now is the moment. Gosh, they're so twisted. And uh, it's just painful to wake up to all of this. And I know this information is painful for the audience to hear, but uh, it must be discussed because you're not going to hear this content, this real information discussed on CNN or Bezos blog, Washington Post, MSNBC, of course. So let's flesh this out then. November 2024, the presidential election. If they jail Trump because they can't get him off the ballot, let's just say that happens. So then he is off the ballot. I don't know. How does this shake out? Who's on the ballot in November 2024? If not Trump, who will it be then? DeSantis, Vivek, uh, Zionist Nikki Haley uh, versus who? Biden and independent RFK Jr. Oh, and by the way, independent Dr. Shiva Ayadori, who I just interviewed, and that was sort of a blockbuster. Man, that guy is not afraid to name names. Um, you know, you could almost make the argument if the ballot I just described exists with no Trump on it, RFK Jr. might get elected. I think he's polling at 21 percent, which is frankly probably a lot higher than Biden's actual poll numbers. I would agree with you, except for I think they'll do everything they can to keep him off the uh, ballots or at least um, not have any kind of real accountability or audit of the situation. Uh, when we talk about Trump, whether or not he is on the ballot or whether or not he's in jail at the time of the election, let's say they convict him of the espionage charge. Now, that's over these uh, classified documents that he had every right to have and are a big nothing burger, but they're framing it differently. Well, Joe Biden could actually run for president then. Um, they could install him against maybe a Nikki Haley or a DeSantis. It looks like it's the push for Haley. I think they'd be pleased to have Haley in there. But at the same time, if she's willing to step down for even more of their lunacy and go in a rigged election against a Biden, uh, Biden wins that election. But then all of a sudden they start actually going into the documents and he has to step down. Then you can install a Gavin Newsom without the people even being able to do anything about it. I think their dream ticket would be something like a Haley Newsom or a Newsom Haley. So, so again, I, I don't have all the answers. I, I just know that they mean to put Trump in prison. I don't think that triggers an actual civil war, and I wouldn't want it to, but I do think that it could trigger something that the establishment could pose in the media as a civil war and then clamp down on the populace via pocketed, pockets of martial law. And again, the country is irrevocably changed. Uh, I, like I said, I think this is a big year of transition. I'm hoping for the positive. I've seen a lot of negative. Uh, but at the same time, I, I'm riding this wave just like you are. And, and I'm up for just about any big surprise in the 2024 election.
All right. I know you got to run here in uh, maybe five minutes. So sort of a final question, just to get your thoughts on this. If another coup takes place in 2024 and they install any puppet, I don't care if it's Nikki Haley, Gavin Newsom or Biden again, they're all puppets. If that is to occur, let's say that happens. What should the reaction be from red states and those of us who are sick and tired of it and we're not going to put up with it and we're not going to fund a government with our taxes that is overtly criminal and is working every single day to destroy our liberties when Thomas Jefferson told us the only reason we resort to government at all is to protect our liberties. The border's wide open. Child sex trafficking continues unabated. In fact, it's ramped up. 85,000 immigrant children missing. They've been trafficked. They'll never be heard from again. What do you think should happen with these red states and those of us who are patriots who do not want to fund this tyranny in this banana republic anymore? What would happen if we tried to opt out? What would happen if the 10th Amendment was asserted and red states said, nope, we're done. We're done with this tyranny coming from D.C.? Well, I think it even goes beyond just red states or people that are conservatives in general. I think there's plenty of people also on the left or in the middle or not really politically aligned at all that have basically been fed up and uh, some of the last straws are being pulled right now. And that might be the last straw, maybe Trump in prison or the installation of one of the individuals that you said. I would say complete and total non-compliance on everything. And that would probably uh, also include paying federal income tax. Uh, that would probably hurt them the most. And if done in the right way with enough people, uh, the backlash, although they would definitely go after people and try to make examples of them, it, it would be impossible to really bring down the full force of the government visually, because most people can sympathize with uh, the tax paying. I think that we also need to have law enforcement, especially sheriffs, step up to the plate. We need to continue to go to the school boards. You're going to need to pull your kids out of school. Also, that's another part of this. You can no longer fund that program. Uh, basically, we've got to go the Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, route of trying to put as many wrenches in the system as possible uh, peacefully, including protests, civil disobedience in areas of real disruption, not on highways where people need to go to work to eat, but in the halls of government and in front of political figures' homes and in front of large businessmen's homes, etc. You know, we've identified a lot of the enemies, a lot of the names have been named. I, I mean, this has got to be uh, what has already, what should have already taken place, uh, which is the next civil rights movement for humanity. In other words, we just need to be a free people again. And it's it, it's standing up against any type of installed dictator, any type of system that we're funding. It's saying no to the wars of aggression. You know, I understand that a lot of people in the military are uh, akin to taking orders and part of compliance, part of that collective. But look where we're going with this. I mean, you look at what's going on with Ukraine and Russia for well over a year now. That has no end in sight, but an escalation that could take us further. You look at Israel and uh, Palestine. You know, that's conflict that's been going on for years, but a lot of people aren't talking about the fact that U.S. special forces happen to be there running exercises that day on October 7th and then have been sent there since. So in other words, we're entrenched in this conflict as well. So we got to start saying no to all of that, all of it. Uh, unfortunately, we have a lot of yes men. We have a lot of people that go along to get along and just enough 
of a segment of the population that buys into this, that it's not going to be an easy road. Uh, but I do think there's enough people that have awakened to this establishment that if, you know, we're not in some type of global conflict. And if people do see an, another election being uh, stolen, now's the time more than ever. Uh, we, we've got to stand up, organize, and just have massive non-compliance and civil disobedience at every corner. 100%. Jason, just one more clip to round out the show here. We've come full circle. President Biden, president, it just kills me to call him that, Puppet Biden marks Jan's sixth anniversary by calling Trump a threat to democracy and freedom. Let's listen to the beloved Puppet Joe talk about Trump. He calls those who oppose him vermin. He talks about the blood of America being poisoned, echoing the same exact language used in Nazi Germany. He proudly posts on social media the words that best describe his 2024 campaign, quote, revenge, quote, power, and quote, dictatorship. There's no confusion about who Trump is, what he intends to do. You want to talk about projection? Are you kidding me, man? These people are so evil to the core, it defies my belief. I mean, we're watching the inversion of reality in real time. Uh, everything he said there was just completely and totally false as he stuttered over it and as he uh, um, emoted in yep. a violent, old yep. man, dementia-ridden man. 100%. He always sounds angry, almost as though he's an actor in a movie playing a role of the dictator-in-chief. Oh, my God. If he could, I don't know if he'd get any awards at this point. He's stuttering a lot and stammering a lot, but they roll him out what once every three weeks, six weeks at this point. Uh, I got to watch that whole thing. Uh, but that clip is absurd. My God. And then look, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. A rotten apple from a rotten father. All right. Jason Burmis has been our guest. Guys, you can catch him over at ampnews.us, making sense of the madness, 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. And a frequent guest on alt media all over the place, Jason Burmis. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much. All right, brother. God bless. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll remind you every single day for free. Check us out for free at sgtreport.com, thephaser.com, and thelibertymill.com. Those are three venues, three avenues, three antidotes to corporate propaganda. May God truly bless you and buoy your spirit and fill you with courage in 2024. Courage to speak truth and save our republic. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. The truth is on November 16, 2018, it was a Republican, President Donald Trump, the man who barked, make America great and drain the swamp, signed into law a bill, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency Act, that was unanimously approved by every member of Congress, Democrats and Republicans, including the likes of Thomas Massey and Jim Jordan and others who claim they are quote-unquote fighters for quote-unquote free speech. The truth is the Congress of the United States is owned by foreign actors and big tech. This is why CISA was passed unanimously. These external forces control the Congress of the United States. If we want to really help the American people, we have to end the occupation of the United States of America from Zionism.